This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Farm Journal's Trust in Food Initiative and the America's Conservation Ag Movement, launching July 26th on the National Mall. Learn more at trustinfood.com. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Dialogue between the U.S. and China could soon become a face-to-face endeavor. Talks between the two countries have resumed, and Trump administration officials say there's a possibility good talks over the phone could lead to resumed talks in person. The news comes as AgriPulse's Bill Thompson and Sarah Wyant report China is considering allowing companies there to import U.S. soybeans without tariffs placed on American commodities as the result of a trade war between the two countries. A state-run Chinese news outlet says companies there are willing to import certain agricultural products from the U.S. that are marketable in China. More on that subject in our story on agripulse.com. A new Department of Agriculture report says crop insurance could become more than 20% more costly as a result of the impacts of climate change. According to new information from USDA's Economic Research Service, under a scenario with higher emissions, costs of operating the federal crop insurance program would jump 22% over similar conditions to what has recently been observed. Under a more moderate emissions scenario, the cost increase would be about 3.5% higher. If producers don't adapt to climate change, the cost could be even higher. The report notes a possible increase of up to 37%. For more on the study, check out the story by Steve Davies on agripulse.com. The Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration wants feedback on just what should qualify as an agricultural commodity. FMCSA is making the request in an advance notice of proposed rulemaking today. The agency points to a 150-air-mile exemption for agricultural commodities and livestock under federal hours of service rules and wants public input on what all should fall in that exempted class. For ag commodities, this might include things like corn and soybeans, but could also be interpreted to expand to fertilizers, pesticides, and livestock feed. In the ANPRM, FMCSA says the action is prompted by indications that current definitions of agricultural commodities and livestock may not be understood or enforced consistently when determining whether the hours of service exemption applies. By the way, the White House Office of Management and Budget currently has an hours of service proposed rule under interagency review. Finally today, the Farm Journal Foundation hopes an upcoming event on the National Mall will boost the conversation about agriculture and conservation in America. Mitch Ruda is the president of the Foundation's Trust and Food Initiative. He says an event Friday on the National Mall has two goals. We'll be launching a broad national campaign to turbocharge conservation agricultural practice adoption across the nation through a program we call America's Conservation Ag Movement. And we'll also be opening the garden on the National Mall called uh, U.S. Agriculture Through the Voice of the Farmer. Ruta says consumers are looking for more from production agriculture. There's a next generation of conservation ag that's both now possible, being demanded, and being incented across agriculture. And America's conservation ag movement will help farmers catch that train. As for the garden at the USDA building, Ruta calls it a unique opportunity to showcase modern agriculture. And as for USDA's conservation efforts, NRCS Chief Matt Lohr says the department is on the right track. Speaking on this week's AgriPulse Open Mic, Lore says the current method of voluntary conservation makes sense for U.S. producers. It's who we are, and I see it demonstrated every single day when you can be a partner, when you can work hand-in-hand with our producers to provide technical assistance, put plans together to address the concerns, and then provide the financial cost-share dollars. It's extremely successful. He says Congress also agrees with the approach and has appropriated billions of dollars to make it happen, but there's still demand for more funds.
there's still more of a demand out there to help our farmers be successful. Uh, regulations are expensive. They're expensive to enforce. Uh, farmers don't like it. So that's what I said earlier, the cooperation and collaboration that we have now with EPA has been so rewarding. Even they understand voluntary conservation is extremely important in helping us to meet our, our goals. Lore's complete interview can be heard on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Join Farm Journal's Trust in Food this July 26th on the National Mall for the launch of America's Conservation Ag Movement. Learn how we're helping farmers and ranchers make more sustainable and profitable business decisions. Sign up at trustinfood.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.